Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in our study of the book of Acts. Our scripture is found in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. In God's perfect time, he fulfills the promise of Jesus made to his disciples just prior to his ascension. The coming of the Holy Spirit, which would indwell all true believers. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's slice of this week's message entitled, The Promise Arrives. We begin our adventure into the book of Acts, Sunday after New Year's. And that takes us to a unique time in history, a time of a major transition in history, and a transition, if you will, in the unfolding of the redemptive plan of God. It is the transition from the era of the Old Covenant, Old Testament, to the era of the New Covenant. That transition period was about 40 years, or it was a millisecond. In the moment that Jesus said, it is finished, and He bowed His head, and He gave His life, and the veil in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, symbolizing that everyone now has access to God. That was the end of the old. That was the inauguration of the new. But it takes a while for things to change. It takes a while for things to play out, humanly speaking, and it took time for the continuing revelation of God to explain all of this. Now, the book of Acts records the history of about 30 years. The reason I say the transition was about 40 years, well, it was almost 40 years from the time Jesus died until the uh, destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, which was the exclamation point on the end of the Old Covenant. Well, the book of Acts records the history of about 30 of those years, from the ascension of Jesus, we've already seen in chapter 1, up to a few years before the apostle Paul died. Now, the book of Hebrews kind of parallels the book of of Acts, not in any way of recording history, but Hebrews describes the theological transition and was written between the close of the events recorded in Acts and that destruction of the temple in A.D. 70. The book of Hebrews, you might guess from the title, was written to primarily Jewish followers of Christ. The book of Acts is addressed to this man Theophilus, who was apparently a Roman regional governor. It is focusing on explaining to the Gentile world what was going on with this Savior of the world who came from among the Jews. Well, Luke, the author of this book, scrupulously makes the connections between the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and the New Testament, the New Covenant. He wrote a two-volume set. Volume 1 is the Gospel of Luke. Volume 2 is the book of Acts. And what we come to today was predicted centuries earlier. This isn't just out of the blue. This is exactly as God planned it to be revealed. Now, the most detailed Old Testament announcements 
of a coming new covenant are in Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 to 34, and then Jeremiah refers to it again in chapter 32. And it's mentioned several times in Ezekiel, most notably Ezekiel 37, verses 26 through 28. Now, this was a promised new covenant between God and Israel. It will be fully in effect when Israel embraces her Messiah. That will be when Jesus returns and He sets up the kingdom of God on earth for a thousand years. So as I say, it's a covenant between God and Israel. We're not God and we're not Israel. But here's a marvelous caveat that we who believe in Jesus Christ during this era, Jew or Gentile, between now and the second coming, we receive all the spiritual benefits of the new covenant. Not the kingdom on earth, but we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. Before Jesus went to the cross, He famously gave us those words that we recite every time we celebrate communion. He held up that chalice and He said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Which My blood is a Hebrew euphemism for my death. And so when He died, new covenant instituted. And now we are new covenant believers. We are citizens of a kingdom, not of this earth. Now here before we dive into our text, I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a, an avalanche of Scripture, but I think it will help you see where we're going. Here's what we are now. Paul wrote this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God who also, catch this, made us adequate as servants of a new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. The letter is the reference to the Old Testament Mosaic law. Hebrews 8, 9, and 10 goes into much greater depth in, uh, into the new covenant status of believers in Jesus Christ. But we're talking about Acts now. Now, I mentioned in our introduction to the book of Acts that there is a huge emphasis in this book on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. This is a new era of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is mentioned more than 50 times in the book of Acts. And Jesus quite rigorously connected the dots for His disciples by <laughs> repeatedly speaking of the promises and speaking of the time when the Father would send the Holy Spirit to dwell in His people. During the last year of His life, at the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles in Jerusalem, Jesus said this. We have it recorded in John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. Now, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, note this, as the Scriptures said. I'm not giving you something new. This is fulfillment of what was promised. As the Scripture said, from His innermost being will flow, will flow rivers of living water. But this He spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believe in Him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Okay, we're real close, guys, but not yet. And the Spirit is going to come upon you. That says that this special relationship of believers with the Holy Spirit was going to come after Jesus was glorified. We saw Him ascend to the Father, 
in Acts chapter 1. So the days are really close by the time we get to the book of Acts. Well, as I said, Jesus scrupulously connected the dots for them. The night before Jesus went to the cross, the disciples were very grieved that He said He was going away. So we see this in John 14, 16 and 17. All of John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 all happened on that night before Jesus went to the cross. And in John 14, 16, Jesus says, I will ask the Father and He will give you another helper. And there's a Greek word there, another of exactly the same kind. In other words, another person of the Trinity. That He may be with you forever. That is, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see Him or know Him, but you know Him because, catch this, He abides with you and will be in you. The Spirit is always with God's people, always has been, but He will be in you? That's some highly theological prepositionisms. With you versus in you. Big transition coming. A glorious new dimension He will be in you. A little later, that same chapter, verses 25 and 26, these things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you, promising the disciples they would have all the understanding that they as yet had not put together. And then later, Jesus gave a preview of what we saw in Acts chapter 1, verses, verse 8, which I'll quote to you in a little while, about people, His people being His witnesses. In John 15, 26 and 27, Jesus said, When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, He will testify about Me, and you will testify also, because you have seen Me, you have been with Me from the beginning. You're going to be the ones who bear witness to Me and to what I'm doing. Keep going. John chapter 16, verses 17, uh, 7 and 8. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send Him to you. And He, when He comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. That whole old covenant. All that law was to be your tutor to lead you to Christ. And when the Holy Spirit comes, the Holy Spirit will use the law to expose your sin to drive you to the Savior. There was no doubt that that was on the minds of that 120 people who gathered in Jerusalem. We met them last week, the 11 apostles, and then the whole group added Matthias to replace Judas Iscariot to fill out the, fill out the full complement of 12 uh, apostles. This was on their minds. Surely they were praying for this. Verses 4 and 5 of chapter 1, we saw this. Gathering them together, He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which He said, you heard of from Me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Remember, 40 days had elapsed. Jesus said, I'm going to meet you up in Galilee. They did. Now they're in Jerusalem, and He says, not many days from now. You'll see the connection. Chapter 1, verse 8, that I mentioned we would say, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be My witnesses. 
Just like I said to you that night before the cross, guys, you will be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.